Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Hallex. And I'd like to start today's show by acknowledging that we are broadcasting from unceded ancestral territory of the Coast Salish peoples, the Squamish, the Musqueam, the Coquitlam, and the Tsleil-Waututh. And today, Luca and I are taking some time, just the two of us, it's been a while since we've done a show where it was just us. Mm-hmm. And our topic today, we actually, I, I did some learning this week. I was over in Victoria for a conference uh, with Red Cross work and learning some very interesting things. And there were some concepts from there that I thought, ooh, that'd be fun to share. My learning edge is everyone's learning. <laughs> if I share it, then it becomes... Well, we make it everyone's learning <laughs> edge, right? <laughs> yes, there we go. Yeah. If I'm learning, you have to learn too. Um, but then Luca suggested, you know, this time of year... We start to see the frazzle beginning to happen, the frayed edges, the the pressures, the stresses. It's meant to be a time of joy, of celebration, and we do find a lot of that if we look for it. But it can also be a time of overwhelm, of feeling not enough, of encountering um, dynamics within families that we maybe keep ourselves away from for the other parts of our year. And then we have to kind of go in at the holiday season. So Luca and I thought, well, why don't we talk about joy and about how to create it for ourselves, how to claim it, create well, it. You know, we were just having coffee with a woman who was saying that um, she it's the time of year of lights, hmm. as in not so much sunlight, but artificial lights. All the twinkly and, lights on yeah, trees. Yeah, all the twinkly lights and how much joy that brings us in this dark time of the year. Because mm-hmm. right? it is a dark time, especially in Vancouver, because we get so much rain at this time of the year. And we, boy, have we ever oh, we yeah. disappeared underwater for a few days there. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do that. We've actually pulled up a few songs that, are, that bring joy to us for a bunch of different kinds of reasons. Uh, so we'll be sprinkling those throughout today. Just that's our little sprinkle of joy on top. And um, yeah, so Luca, when you're facing something challenging, but you would like to go into it with joy, what kind of things might you do? I had a conversation this afternoon. I always, I'm always interested in the conversations I have just before we come on air because they often. That's one of the ways that my intuition talks to me about what we could talk about on air, and and the person I was talking to was saying that she had had a conf- confrontation that had been simmering for a while, and um, she hadn't said anything about it, and it looked like an opportunity came up to say something, and so she did. And after she had said it, I think she did it in writing. Um, so she had a chance to think about it. Mm. But after she'd said it, she thought, oh, God, I could have said that better. Mm. Uh, right? So that's that instant regret of, oh, it's, it's hindsight, right? Like even right. if it's seconds after we've sent it, we think, oh, I could have done that better. And we can beat ourselves up for those things. Mm-hmm. But but the conversation that we had was about having some compassion, for ourselves and for the other person and 
And I was I was thinking about how if we react, and I'm thinking about family situations over over any kind of major holidays. So you know, if it were a different culture, the holiday time might be a different time of the year, but it's still fraught holiday times mm-hmm. in terms of family, right? A family and and significant others and all of that kind of stuff. If we react right in the moment to something that pushes our buttons, then in a way, we don't give ourselves or the other person any wiggle room to be able to rethink it or take it back or mitigate or reflect or any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not suggesting that we just stuff it. Because mm-hmm. I think we do a lot of stuffing it over holiday seasons, and mm. sometimes that not, not is just, not good. Not just the turkey. Not just the turkey, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it's a metaphorical kind of stuffing, right? But but that sense of if I if I let it be for a little bit and see if I can find some compassion for myself, right. I, I have to start with me, right? Because I can't start with anybody else. I don't have control over anybody else, but I have control over me. Mm-hmm. If I if I can find some compassion for myself around my reaction, mm-hmm. then sometimes I can back off and find a little bit more perspective. Right. And wh- as soon as I feel like I've got more perspective, then I can see more choices mm-hmm. and I feel more empowered. And I and I have to think that that does the same thing for the other person. That I like to think that if I have a bad moment or a bad month mm. or even a bad year, yeah. that it for the people who know me better, they're not going to think that's all of who I am. Right. Or all of what I'm capable of. Yeah. Or all of what I could be. Yeah. Um and I and I so when I think about what I can do over the holiday season, any any kind of fraught time. It's. I have this image in my mind of joy. Um, it looks like a light shining out through the cracks of my persona, mm. right? It's this brilliant, dazzling light that comes out through the little cracks. Mm. And it could be a cracked egg. It could <laughs> be a crack in the sidewalk. It could be, you know, any, any kind of crack. This... Um, that, that that's like the real part of who we are mm. it, uh, outside of all the wounding that we've had or the conditioning we've had or the circumstances. But but that's that's the real me gets to shine out through those cracks. And if I orient myself, maybe I can see that crack of joy in someone else. I really mm. love people who who can sensitively navigate the world with humor. <laughs> Because they are often the ones who can say something funny that can diffuse things. Can diffuse things Distract. and orient people back to that crack of joy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And make us laugh at ourselves so that we can find the place of commonality as opposed to the place of differences. Mm-hmm. I mean, serious differences. Um, I think we all have differences that are complementary. I I love those. But mm-hmm. they're a little easier to see sometimes than the ones that. And sometimes the differences just stress. clash. Sometimes they're they're kind of polar opposites. Yeah. Where they don't exist well in the same sphere. Yeah. So yeah. some of what you're talking about is making me think about how uh, this is something that often will come up with clients where we m- people will will do a lot of self work. We we work on training our thoughts, training our reactions, training our responses so that we are not stepping into reaction mode, so that we are creating we are 
we are taking action along the vein that we want to be creating more of, like, or it's in more in alignment of where we want to get to and not taking us off course, not taking us somewhere we don't want to go. All of that work can go out the window when we're with family. And it's not for lack of intention or lack of effort. There's something about family. There's something about family that's like, it is the, it is the ultimate testing ground, to be honest. Yes. For all of those skills. So compassion for self around how you might have been able to hold boundaries or use certain language or stay out of being triggered and choosing proactive things to do and say in other areas of your life. If you're finding you're not really doing as you would hope when you're around family, have some grace with yourself because this is the hardest place. We, so I, I don't know. What, I th- our brains seem to think that we should do it easier. Like that's the whole reason we're doing this is so that we can do it with our family. Well, maybe so, but that's actually why it's hardest because our family knows instinctively where our vulnerable parts are and whether they are intending to or not, they are they will leverage them. So we, you can't help but get triggered if it's a hard, if it's a hard situation, you're going to get triggered. And part of it is habit, right? Yeah, we've always done it that way, so we fall back into the old yeah. patterns, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, they say this, or there, and your brain's going to yeah. go right into that. Yeah. So compassion for self can can come from recognizing, okay, this is the hardest place actually where yeah. I'm going into. Yeah. It's going to be the hardest place, and so, I've done it great the rest of the year. Yeah. So bravo yeah. for me and, for and doing that, right? Whatever yeah. I am able to do here is going to be like woohoo, awesome exercise of those abilities. And I'm thinking too, when you're talking about like the cracks of yourself where your where your light shines through, if we're going in to spend a, a, a few days with family, like almost 24-7, whatever, be in the same location with family, share the meals, do things together, it might be really good to plan for some activities where you're not with family, where you are doing something that is very important and true for you, even if it's something that they might make fun of or they might disparage because it doesn't fit what or they, they think you are. they don't even need to know about it, That right? too. But I'm thinking like if I was to take myself off for a run, but I don't, I, <laughs> and I may need to hold some boundaries around that it needs to be just by myself. And maybe they're like, where are you running? People can, family can mock sometimes things that you are doing that are new, new things you are trying or new things you do that they just don't understand why you would be doing them or the things that you don't want to do. So you need to have a little bit of a, prepare that tough skin to do the thing that brings you joy and grounding and presence yeah. that ability to hold yourself uh grounded and and present with them when you are with them yeah yeah so that means you have to take the time away yeah that's like a vitamin for your soul yeah and sometimes you know? that vitamin looks like a nap sometimes it looks like going for a walk getting around trees is great Right? The, the brushing of the trees, what it can do for our spirit, or somewhere that it's windy. <laughs> go sit about the ocean. Or having your best friend on speed dial so that yeah. you can go and talk to them from the bottom of a closet somewhere just so that you can talk yeah. to somebody who's not in the situation. A favorite show or a podcast yeah. or something that makes you feel, you know, brings out the laughter, um, kind of takes you out of the moment and, and back into, you know, the the. Where where all the things can settle down, it's like yeah. a, your brain gets occupied for a while, so the f- body physiologically can settle back into relaxation state. It's or also calm it's state. such a busy time, and it's dark, right? So the days yeah. feel shorter, and it's really I I recognized about myself a few years ago that I was running through this time of year, and 
running from one obligation to the next, but not building in any of the things I liked. Yeah. So I started putting choral music back in. Yeah. And and, and including Christmas carols, yeah. right? That schmaltzy or not, <laughs> I happen to like them. They remind me of a time in my life when we used to go, I grew up in Montreal, and we would go caroling mm-hmm. out in the snow. So you'd put all your warmest clothes on, mm-hmm. and you would go from door to door, and people would stand in their front windows, because if, if they left their front doors open, the house would freeze. Mm-hmm. So they would stand in their window, and you'd sing your little hearts out, and the department stores used to provide carol sheets. So the big department stores at the time you could you could get free carol sheets mm-hmm. from them and everybody would stand huddled around <laughs> their carol sheets and 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 out of tune or not we'd all sing our little guts out and mm-hmm. then um we'd collect donations and we'd buy food hampers for people who weren't going to be able mm-hmm. to have a christmas dinner whatever you do with what you collect if you even collect anything i I've, I've noticed that this isn't a tradition where i live now in vancouver yeah, so who knew that it was a Montreal tradition? I didn't know, mm-hmm. but but it was it was a time of it didn't matter how well you could sing, mm-hmm. um, and then you'd all end up back at somebody's house for a cup of hot chocolate afterwards, and and it was inclusive. It built community. You got to you got to connect with your neighbors because everybody got quite isolated in the winter. The only mm-hmm. time you communed with your neighbors was at Christmas or or when there was a snowstorm and everybody was out shoveling their driveways together. Mm-hmm. Right? Or their walks or their stairs or whatever it was. Yeah. But that um it's it's like how do we how do we even identify what those things are? Whether they're rituals. I have a friend who has a ritual where she goes out into the snow and sets a spiral of candles up in the snow. Oh wow. And puts um evergreen boughs around it and then people come from the neighborhood and friends and family and they and they walk this and they mm. carry a candle with them they walk the spiral and they they go into this intentional space of thinking about what what is coming to a to a culmination in their year and what they want to carry with them right. into the new year and she and it's a solstice mm-hmm. thing so it has the 21st of December mm-hmm. the shortest day of the year they would do that with the lights mm-hmm. and i i've always wished that i don't we don't live in the same city i've always wished that i lived there so that mm-hmm. i could cuz we don't have snow we can do it in here no. in Vancouver. I'm just thinking I've got a tennis court. I could do that on a tennis court. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely you could do it and it, you could do it with tea lights, yeah, right? Yeah, it just yeah. but yeah. it's it's that what is it that brings you joy and those sort of intentional rituals bring me joy. Yeah. I, I mean, how many times do we actually stop to think what would I love to do? Instead, it tends to be what's the list of things that I have to do that I have to do for yeah. to get ready for this yeah. thing, or what are the yeah. expectations? And maybe what do I need when to there's do? time left over, I get to do something for myself. Yeah, and I, that, even, I think we've got that the wrong way around. I think we yeah. should be doing things that feed us, so that we have bounty mm-hmm. to share with other people. Mm-hmm. Is it time for a song? It's time for a song. Trying to think. Let's do the Louis Armstrong one. That feels right for this moment. So let's dive into what a wonderful world to connect with the things that we do love. Whatever it is, whatever unique thing you love to experience, to create, or to be, or to do in the world, especially at this time, maybe call that into mind and think of that while he's singing. And Louis Louis Armstrong always sounds joyful to me. Yeah, he does. Yeah. All right. We will be back in just a few minutes after we listen to Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. 
back to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. We were just listening to Louis Armstrong saying, what a wonderful world. And we were talking about uh, explicitly asking ourselves the question, what brings me happiness, joy at this time of year? Like, is there something wintry? Is there something Christmassy? Is there something music? Is there something art? Is there uh, skating or seeking? or something that brings us joy and build build that in. Make that like the first thing that this season is about. Because we always end up with this big list of shoulds, we, big list of expectations because it's about family and therefore what is all the family expecting of us? What do we need to do to make sure that everybody's got what they feel is coming to them? <laughs> Whether that be time spent with you or a certain kind of gift or in a location or whatever. So there's a lot of pressures. But taking time to orient ourselves around, actually, no, I, I'm a human and I deserve to feel joy. I can choose that for myself in this season. Let's start with that. What act, what actually do I like? I like lights. I like going out to see Christmas I, lights. I love lights. And I never do yes. it. Yeah. So I'm kind of feeling like a little tap on my shoulder saying, um, choose that, dear. Go do that for We're yourself. We're sitting up here on top of Burnaby Mountain. And and it's, it's always a wonderful time. It, we come up the mountain in mm. the daylight and we go down the mountain in the dark. And as we're arriving in the studio at this time of the year, we get some amazing sunsets. Mm-hmm. And the, the school has uh, Christmas lights up on mm-hmm. the trees. And so we got this t- tonight. We saw this beautiful scene 
of the Christmas lights with the sunset behind it mm-hmm. and the the stars beginning to come. It was it was just stunning. But I think we have to we have to pause to yeah. notice. Yeah. Right? Instead of running right by it. And I have to confess that this time of year, I know I'm not alone in this. It's it's the hardest time of year for me. It's so dark. It's so uh, here in Vancouver, it's wet. We are inundated. It's like our monsoon. Um, in other areas of the country, the snow is there, yeah. um, which in some ways can lighten it up. But for mm-hmm. us, it's just just dank and dark. dark. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, means that there's a certain amount of energy going into fighting an oppressiveness. I don't really get, mm-hmm. I don't get seasonal affective disorder. No, but lots of people A do. lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a very real struggle at this time of year. Mm-hmm. And yet this is meant to be a time when we're kind of, I mean, everything external, all the ads, mm-hmm. all of the bombardment through media is around la 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 la, most wonderful time of the year and get all the things and do all the stuff. And, but if we're feeling heavy, you know, this is a time of year. You mentioned about the spiral that this woman created with candles and, and boughs. And that really, hi- it was an introduction, thank you for that, Luca, into remembering the spiritual side of things. If I sit down and acknowledge to myself that this year, this time of year is hard, well, examining what makes it hard also brings me to the part to acknowledging that this is the cycle Right, and that there is a time of slowing down and going deep, and and going within the kind of the hibernation of all living things. I had to wrap up my banana tree <laughs> the other week when we got our first frost here. Yes, cut off its mm-hmm. leaves and ra- wrap it up in With some burlap, burlap mm-hmm. stuff that I've got, and and speak to it and say, "I'll see you in the spring, and it'll be lovely." But you know, kind of put it to rest, and we don't really create a lot of space for that in our human life. We tend to just full steam ahead um, as we would any other time of year. And I don't know how effective that is or supportive that is. Whereas if we take the time you were saying creating the space, if we check in with whatever our our spiritual view of the world is Mm -hmm. and perhaps do some nourishment there, Connecting and whatever that looks like, yeah, for and it us. might be connecting into rituals that we have. Yeah, um, we, it might be that it is a religious experience for us, mm-hmm. and that there are religious rituals already set up for us that we could just revisit in. or partake in or or adjust. Yeah. Sometimes we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We want to go in there and see if there's anything like the the traditions I grew up with were Christian traditions but I never I always lived a quite secular life so what is it about those traditions that I can make mine yeah make work for me and I stepped, like the lights I grew up without celebrating Christmas because of my unusual Christian cult background we didn't mm-hmm. celebrate any of the major holidays or religious events of the year. But I did start celebrating when I was 20 or so. And then for a span of 15, sorry, 10 years or so, I was quite, you know, evangelical Christian. But I have since stepped away from that as well. And so mm-hmm. there can be a bit of a hole mm-hmm. where I don't really want to engage with what those mm-hmm. activities look like. They, f- they, they don't ring the same way for me anymore. Mm-hmm. I need something a little different. And when I need something different, it tends to just be nothing. 
right? I don't tend to replace it with something. I just yeah. tend to walk away yeah. from what yeah. was. Yeah. That's not necessarily what's really going to be the best for me as an individual. For so for anybody who's either got a secular bent or who maybe is you know doesn't fit within any of the main mainstream um, religious frameworks, which have organized events and rituals around this time of year, taking some time to just think, well, what would be meaningful for you? I, I treat it like a buffet. <laughs> I, I like I like what the Jews do with Hanukkah with the candles. Mm. And I like, so I take a little bit from there and I take a little bit from, I, I like Christmas trees. But Christmas trees, like I, I, I associate a Christmas tree with nature, mm. with bringing something from nature from outside inside. Mm-hmm. So I love holly bushes mm-hmm. and bringing something like that in. To remind me of the season. I never really thought of it that way. But in the summer, in the spring, we have flowers. And so we'll mm-hmm. bring flowers in. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that at winter, but bringing in what does the evergreen. And they smell wonderful. You bring them yeah. inside. And it, and it doesn't have to be a lot. I mean, it can be a sprig on I've, your table. I've always wanted to, and I've never put any effort into that. I'm Now I'm feeling like, just go trim your trees, Rebecca. Yeah. Go, go bring I mean, something just inside. A little, a little something. Um, it could be fun. I, When I was a kid, we had an advent calendar that counted off the days until Christmas. Well, there's something kind of neat about every day getting up in the morning and opening a little window. <laughs> and now they have all these advent calendars that have things inside them and chocolates. And, right. But, they, but for us, it was a little picture with light behind it, right? It was, it was simple, yes. you know? Um, but that there are things like that, 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 that it, it is the shortest days of the year. So that means I need to push myself to go and be outside in the daylight that right. there is out yes. there. But also to go outside, there's something, somebody told me once that there are more negative ions in the air at night. And we get more nighttime at this time of year. There's something really lovely about going for a walk at night. Mm. See all the mm. the lights. If you do it deliberately, right. right? I mean, if you need safety, you might go out with a friend or whatever. But <laughs> put, put your fluorescent vest on. <laughs> put your fluorescent vest on. But there is something about being outside yeah. in the dark. But there's also something lovely about being nested yeah. at this time of the year. And yeah. if you've got a fireplace and, and yeah, warm, cozy um, foods and 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 music. Yeah. And, and I don't like all the commercialism. But I really like giving presents to people I care about. Yeah. And I could do it at any time of the year. But there's something I really like about the hunt. The hunt <laughs> for something that's going to be just the right something for them. Mm-hmm. And and then wrapping it and giving <laughs> it to them and arranging to see them. And But that's just me, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, and you gets, find joy in it. I get, yeah. I get joy out of that. Yeah. So what is it about? And it's also for me, uh, business-wise, this is not a time of year when no. I do a lot of business. So it's the planning time of year for me. Right. So, But this is true for farmers, right? Yeah. In the dark of the year is when you plan for the planting for the coming year. So it's a time of wrapping up what... What have I what have I done this year? What what did I really like about what I did this year? What's mm-hmm. changed for me? Where did I make strides? What have I and also what have I decided to let go of? Not because yeah. it's bad necessarily, but because I'm done with that or 
it's had its season or or its yeah. purpose, and now I'm going to put that down and I'm going to pick something else up. What would I like? What what? Well, that's is the intended thing. For me, is we know we know we can look ahead at the energy of the new year. There's something really. There, I find that time of year very magical, mm-hmm. purposeful, mm-hmm. full of energy. Yeah. Um, and and but for that to feel that way, there does need to be a slowing down and a, and a laying out. Yeah, and a laying down and a mm-hmm. putting down <laughs> and a celebration. Yeah, this is the time of year of Bacchus, right? This, yeah, this the the wine and and food and make merry and dance in the dark. Yeah, right. And if you think about it, you know, if we're we're work comes to a halt. Essentially, for, except for those who, whose work is orient around, orient, oriented around this season. Mm-hmm. So that everything kind of quiets down. And what we're left with is relationship. Mm-hmm. And some of those are harder to navigate. Some are easier. And it's, by all means, spend time with the ones that you find easier, right? Choose to yeah. amp those up. We are in charge of that, mm-hmm. of who we spend time with. And, and the primary one is me. Yeah. I need to spend time with me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And to, that's to where that question. To see what do I want, who am I, and the things we've just been talking yeah. about. And then what do I want to add in? And you might need, you might like to do that with other people. I mean, as an introvert, I like to do that alone. I do it there alone, yeah. some people who would maybe want to get together with their friends. Yes. Who, who you know, or people yeah. you would feel comfortable exploring that with. Mm. And... This is so we've got a second song here, and, and before we play it, I, I feel it hooks in. This is the Frazee Ford Done, is the song we're going to play. So, Frazee uh, did this song here in East Vancouver. The video is from East Van, which is where Luca lives. Yeah, so we have fun watching this video. It just feels so very East Van um, and delightfully close to heart. Yeah. But the song is this wonderful, it's, it is joyful, even though the song itself is a setting of a boundary. You know, it's done. And and it's the laying down and the walking away of that which is not in a re- reciprocal relationship and, a, and in a relationship that honors what she's bringing. And so she's claiming, laying claim to her joy. Like there's a line in the song that says, my joy takes nothing from you. And uh, a few other powerful, potent lines in the song. And, and but But it's done with this joy. And even the video just feels happy. So, and we should also say at this point that uh, we tweet out links to all of the songs that we play, um, YouTube links, on our Essential Conversations um, Twitter um, account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we call it an account. So uh, you can find us at Essential Conv, which is Essence, T-I-A-L-C-O-N-V. That's how you can find us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So by all means, like us, and then um, every time you listen to the show, you can see what we're tweeting out. Ah. So let's take a listen to Frazee Ford's Done, and we will be back in the studio to discuss more about joy.
Wait for me to fuck up to find yourself some proof and I'm done Oh, oh I'm done You just soaking the hatred of a sorry line yeah, you hide behind the corn and a fake smile and I'm done Oh, oh I'm respectfully acknowledge that we broadcast on unceded ancestral territory of the Coast Salish peoples. The Squamish, the Musqueam, the Coquitlam, and the Tsleil-Waututh are the territories that we are on right now. Luca and I are settlers on this land, and we are very grateful to be hosted by these nations. Welcome back to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. We were just listening to Frazee Ford singing Done. And Luca was saying as we were off air, so where where are we taking this next? See, this is the thing. With their conversations, we don't come with a script. We don't come with these are our highlighted points that we're going to make. We we start with a topic and we just range around. And then we mine it. We're like free-range chickens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's peck over here. So what we're going to peck now yes. is kind of what that song actually brings up, which is boundaries. Yeah. And I yeah. think boundaries relate to joy. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you agree with me. Well, and I well I <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> I like the idea of setting boundaries not in self-defense, mm-hmm. but in self-respect. I like setting boundaries out of joy. And so that means that if I am looking to orient into a place of peace and grace and joy in my life, then if something doesn't feel like that, then I take care to set a boundary around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking today about um, the, that ability to just say no. I mean, they, we, I, we all grew up with this in school around just say no to drugs. Um, but I'm thinking, <laughs> well, it's good to say, just say no to things that don't work for us, frankly, right? Whatever whole, it is. The whole drugs thing didn't work anyway. No, but. it didn't work anyway. <laughs> but but the being able to say no mm-hmm. out, of a, out of a place not of scarcity or fear mm-hmm. or being trampled, um, although sometimes we're in those places and we need to say no to get out of them. But but once we're in a place of equilibrium, we're in a stronger place in some ways to be able to say no to mm-hmm. anything that doesn't fit that. So I know what feels good. Now, if it shifts into not feeling good, then I can say, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah this Don't relates like this. to um, expectations again, which mm-hmm. we referred to a little earlier in this show. Mm-hmm. Um 
I'm recalling some of Stephen Covey's work specifically around it was around boundaries. And the way that he phrased it was one of the one of the like seven habits that makes you really successful mm-hmm. was to set clear expectations. Mm-hmm. And when we were speaking of expectations earlier, we were talking about what simply was, what other people simply were expecting. We weren't stopping to examine whether we were communicating back with regards to those expectations about what was realistic in terms of what we actually want to contribute towards that, what we feel good about either giving, whether it be in terms of gifts, in in terms of time, in terms of space. So we're not feeling martyred. Yeah. Oh, this is a great time of year for feeling martyred. It's a big thing that comes up at this time of year. It it reminds me of that phrase that I learned when I was um, learning to be a counselor, which is that we teach people, we teach other people how to treat us. Yeah. By how we treat ourselves and what we accept and what we reject. Yeah. So setting a clear expectation from me, um, I know that my family would have really liked to have had me down to their house in the States for, for all of Christmas, for as long as I could come for. And that did not feel light for me. It didn't, no, it was not it, this year, not this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to spend some time. And so I, I, I said, which dates would work better for me. Mm-hmm. They're not actually on Christmas day, but you know, we'll all go down. We'll spend those days. We'll mm-hmm. pack them full of fun. And then I'll bring myself back and I'll spend time up here. And that feels, I'm so relieved that I chose that for myself. Mm-hmm. And because it did get communicated instead of me just just saying yes and just going along with what was first offered. Or saying offered, no to the whole thing. Or no to the whole right? thing, which wouldn't mm-hmm. have felt great either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. And, and yeah. having com- – we've had plenty of conversations over the years and have to have them again this year. You know, this mm-hmm. is a month where the money isn't – flowing because it is a time when the when the work Quiet slows down. Yeah. yeah. So again, setting expectations both with my kids and then with other family members of, you know, my my joy is to to contribute something, but it may be something I hand make. It may be a service that I offer for you rather than something that's about money. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of that is just around expectations. If people know know what's coming, they, then they can see your intention. They can feel, and you know, you're going to encounter some people that won't be respectful of that because they want what they want, mm-hmm. but you're not responsible for that. <laughs> your responsibility is to communicate the clear expectations. <laughs> I was thinking um, about a conversation I had with somebody in the last few days about having Christmas in July <laughs> for right. in families where it just gets too complicated yeah. with all the in-laws and all of that to get people together and... And July is not so fraught. Mm-hmm. And you can still celebrate other people in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes it's easier to spend a season that can be emotionally fraught with people where you don't have the fraught relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it's, it's asking ourselves, it's giving ourselves permission to ask what would actually work better for me? Mm-hmm. So in your instance, it was, you know, coming a little bit early for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's not like your family isn't going to have Christmas without you because they have other family coming mm-hmm. in for Christmas. But what would work best for you? And then asking for it. Yeah. Right? I mean, we don't always get what we ask for, but maybe we get more of it if we actually ask. If we, if we first, got to ask me. Mm-hmm. And then once I've asked me, then I can put it out there mm-hmm. and say, this is what I think I would 
I would like. Mm -hmm. um, and the world doesn't come to an end if the Christmas cards don't go out on time. No. Or no. if you don't celebrate it in the same way every year or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking... There's another song. There's another song. And I've got uh, something else I think I want to bring up afterwards. But let's mm. so let's go to this next song. Mm. So this is, uh, we've got the monkeys singing I'm a Believer. Again, from a place of joy. And, and that, yeah. that um, I'm going to create what I want this to feel like. And believing is possible, like. right? Yeah. That it, it is possible to serve my needs and not upset everybody else in my yeah. life. Yeah. All right. Let's take a listen to the monkeys singing I'm a Believer. We'll, we will rejoin this conversation in just a few minutes. I thought love was only true in fairy tales And for someone else but not for me Our love was out to get me and That's the way it seemed Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then I saw her face now I'm a believer I heard trace Of doubt in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried I thought love was more or less a given thing Seems the more I gave, the less I got What's the use in trying? All you get is pain. When I needed sunshine, I got rain. Oh, then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. Not a trace. A doubt in my mind. back to Essential Conversations with Luca and Rebecca. We were just listening to the monkeys singing I'm a Believer and there was a little bit of dancing happening. Just a little bit. We have to get our Friday afternoon <laughs> dancing. You were having thoughts while we were listening to that, weren't you? Yeah, I was thinking about um, w once we've looked at, you know, what have we what are we happy with from this year and therefore do a, do a little um, 
culling and a selection of what I want to take forward into as the days start to get longer again. Mm-hmm. And what do I want to create more of? Uh, and to base what we want more of on joy, mm. like on that empowerment that we already have. Um, and, and if we could believe that, that, that this is possible, that mm-hmm. we can create out of this uh, joyful, um, authentic part of ourselves and stay in alignment and in integrity with ourselves, what would we create in, in the coming year? And especially in these turbulent times where we're, um, I mean, for, for Canadians, we're looking south of the border and looking at Trump and thinking, really? Mm-hmm. When your neighbors put things out on their front lawn and you think, really? <laughs> um, it's uh, the, the, the floating Trump right now is not exactly inspiring. I'm, I'm laughing at your comparison of when your neighbors put stuff out on the front lawn. Yeah, and it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's their lawn. But really? And, and I, I think, you know, we, it's easy right now to look out in the world and focus on, mm. you know, climate warming and all of that. The things that are not so good. Uh, and and I want to build on something that's solid, that's good, that's, I mean, good as in not as opposed to bad, but good as opposed to it, as it, as it feeds me, as it uplifts me, as it makes me feel that I can believe in in the possibilities that that we can all create together. I think that there's more collective good on this planet than there is um, disregard for one another, and mm-hmm. I want to build on it. Yeah. Um, There's a term that might be helpful for anybody who's listening who wants to kind of explore a a mental framework or a a question-asking framework for accessing those things you're just describing, Luke, and it's called appreciative inquiry. I first encountered it when it was offered as a course out of the Justice Institute here in Vancouver. Short, short little course. Very powerful, though. And then, really, it forms the basis of our entire coaching training that Luca and I met at um, to to become professional coaches. And it's, it's an approach where you are asking questions that are designed to mine the strengths, the things that are working well, the things that bring joy, the things that bring purpose, and building on those rather than taking the problem-solving approach of, you know, okay, what's broken and how do we fix it? Which, I mean, hey, we're very used to doing that. It's still strategic, but there's a different energy when you approach it from the appreciative inquiry model. So asking, Mm -hmm. so what's a time in the past that was challenging and what, how did we get through it? What did we do? What what skills did I use? What did I mine from inside myself? Where did I have supports from? And then even just asking, especially at this time of year when we're thinking about letting things go, and so therefore your mind may be on, I choose to let this go, we'll say, what are the things you really want to keep? What is really working for you? And sometimes it's things that we're not even thinking of because they're working so well, we don't have to give them any attention. So this is a moment to actually acknowledge them and honor them and be like, you know what? That's pretty darn great. I'm really glad that's going on. I'm just thinking about how your car just got crunched. I know. Poor little car. And and it had a name. It was called Spud. My Spud became French fries. And (laughs) Spud became French fries. And you had to let Spud go. Yeah. And there was some grieving around that. There really was. But I also loved the way you focused in on what this little car had given you. Mm. I mean, it... You packed 
your life around in that little car. You moved umpteen times in it. Your kids grew up in it, right? It It's brought us up and down this mountain where we do the show so many times. Yeah. And and you, it, so there's, a, there's an aspect of letting go of something. You don't have to kick it to the curb and spit right. on it. But sometimes to be able to say, well, what did this experience or this relationship or this... What did it do? Uh, what did it do I've, for me? I've right? written goodbye notes letters yes. to my houses yes, when I I've moved away. Yeah. 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 I've done the same for relationships Me too. where I've I've listed off these are the things that were good about this relationship and I want that and more of that in the in the next go around. And I think that's really helpful for also um not making on a subconscious level, me think that I'm choosing bad things yeah. for myself. Or that the last little while was a failure. Right. That it, but it was an experience. And yeah. then we're honoring it as an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I like that moving forward energy to to roll forward on the things that I like and felt good and empower me and make the next things that I want possible. Yeah. And in that space, we can ask some of the questions you bring up all the time, which is what do I want to be experiencing in the next year? What are the key feelings or, or key um, actual like actions or experiences that I want to have? And instead of getting stuck in the house, which is very easy, so easy, we go there right away. Well, I don't know. I mean, I want this, but I'm not even going to think about it because I don't know how it I brings get up there. all the yes buts, right? Yeah, but yeah. just wanting the feeling just is identi- no yes buts. Just identifying that. the feeling and saying, you know yeah. what, I would like that. Yeah. I would like that. It's like we it's like we tune our radar to then notice the opportunities that present themselves that may be very subtle that could take us closer to that. If we haven't tuned our radar, we might not notice them. And therefore we're not gonna be like, oh, oh, look right there. Yeah. Okay, we got one more song to play and it's right in the alignment of this energy. It is, yes. yes. We chose it deliberately. <laughs> so we were gonna listen to Queen, Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. And the world I'm it inside out. Stop. 
There was more than a little dancing for that one. Woo! Yes. (laughs) Welcome back to Essential Conversations with Luca and Rebecca. We're just bringing our show to a close today. I love the energy. Freddie Mercury, Queen, Don't Stop Me Now. Because we wrap up this year and then we are off. We are off into 2019. Luca, you are doing a reading for 2019. I am. It's my annual um, end of December, get ready for the new year reading. Uh, and it, that will, it'll be in East Vancouver this year. So if anybody's interested, you can take a look at my website and the information coming up at the end. And um, I was intending to mention at the end of today, and it ends up fitting perfectly with the whole theme of today. If anybody is interested in one-on-one coaching to make sure that nothing stops you now, <laughs> I'm taking some new clients on in the new year. Yeah. So you can contact me at catchingfire.ca. That All the details are in the outro. Yeah. So... Good, a Any good ending other? for the week. I'm feeling joyful right now. I'm feeling joyful. And a, a good reminder to everybody out there, um, even if you're listening to this in January, February, or March, mm-hmm. to take stock of, of what has worked. What's been great? What are you building on? What do you want mm-hmm. more of? And build out of your joy. And it's okay to hold boundaries for yourself. Yes. That can and actually help to create. just saying no yeah, when okay. no is, a for, is appropriate. And set those realistic expectations. All of these things will support yeah. you. And go choose something fun for you. Yes. Please. To, to charge <laughs> your batteries while you go through the season. Absolutely. Well, until next time. I wonder what's around the corner. Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halleck's Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at www.lucahalleck's.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. Oh, ah, 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 Happy, 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 happ